Book One, Chapter Four of The Mermaid. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Mermaid by Lily Dougal. Chapter Four A Quiet Life. In the night, while the men were seeking the murdered child, there were kindly women who went to the house of the farmer day to tend his wife the elder children had been found asleep in a field where after wandering a little while they had succumbed to the influence of some drug which had evidently been given them by the mother to facilitate her evil design she herself poor woman had grown calm again her frenzy leaving her to a duller phase of madness that she was mad no one doubted how long she might have been walking in the misleading paths of wild fancy whether her insane vagaries had been the cause or the result of her husband's churlishness no one knew the husband was a taciturn man and appeared to sulk under the scrutiny of the neighborhood the more charitable ascribed his demeanor to sorrow the punishment his wife had meted out for the blow he struck her had without doubt been severe as for caius simpson his mind was sore concerning the little girl it was as if his nature in one part of it had received a bruise that did not heal the child had pleased his fancy all the sentiment in him centered round the memory of the little girl and idealized her loveliness the first warm weather of the year the exquisite but fugitive beauties of the spring lent emphasis to his mood and because his home was not a soil congenial to the growth of any but the more ordinary sentiments he began at this time to seek in natural solitudes a more fitting environment for his musings more than once in the days that immediately followed he sought by daylight the spot where in the darkness he had seen the child thrown into the sea it soon occurred to him to make an epitaph for her and carve it in the cliff over which she was thrown in the noonday hours in which his father rested he worked at this task and grew to feel at home in the place and its surroundings the earth in this place as in others showed red the color of red jasper wherever its face was not covered by green grass or blue water just here where the mother had sought out a precipice under which the tide lay deep there was a natural water wall of red sandstone rubbed and corrugated by the waves this wall of rock extended but a little way and ended in a sharp jutting point the little island that stood out toward the open sea 
had sands of red gold level it was and covered with green bushes its sandy beach surrounding it like a ring on the other side of the jutting point a bluff of red clay and crumbling rock continued round a wide bay where the rim of the blue water lay thin on this beach there showed a purple band shading upward into the dark jasper red of damp earth in the lower cliff the upper part of the cliff was very dry and the earth was pink a bright earthen pink this ribbon of shaded reds lay all along the shore the land above it was level and green at the other horn of the bay a small town stood its white houses seen through the trembling lens of evaporating water glistened with almost pearly brightness between the blue spaces of sky and water all the scene was drenched in sunlight in those spring days the town montrose by name was fifteen miles away counting miles by the shore the place where caius was busy was unfrequented for the land near was not fertile and a wooded tract intervened between it and the better farms of the neighborhood the home of the lost child and one other poor dwelling were the nearest houses but they were not very near caius did not attempt to carve his inscription on the mutable sandstone it was quite possible to obtain a slab of hard building stone and material for cement and after carting them himself rather secretly to the place he gradually hewed a deep recess for the tablet and cemented it there its face slanting upward to the blue sky for greater safety he knew even then that the soft rock would not hold it many years but it gave him a poetic pleasure to contemplate the ravages of time as he worked and to think that the dimpled child with the sunny hair and the sad beautiful eyes had only gone before that his tablet would sometime be washed away by the same devouring sea and that in the sea of time he too would sink before many years and be forgotten the short elegy he wrote was a bad mixture of ancient and modern thought as to substance figures and literary form for the boy had just been dipping into classics at school while he was by habit of mind a puritan his composition was one at which pagan god and christian angel must have smiled had they viewed it but perhaps they would have wept too for it was the outcome of a heart very young and very earnest wholly untaught in that wisdom which counsels to evade the pains and suck the pleasures of circumstance there were only two people who discovered what caius was about 
and came to look on while his work was yet unfinished one was an old man who lived in the one poor cottage not far away and did light work for day the farmer his name was morrison neddy morrison he was called he came more than once creeping carefully near the edge of the cliff with infirm step and talking about the lost child whom he also had loved about the fearful visitation of the mother's madness and with caius condemning unsparingly the brutality known and supposed of the now bereaved father it was a consolation to them both that morrison could state that this youngest child was the only member of his family for whom day had ever shown affection the other visitor caius had was jim hogan he was a rough youth he had a very high rounded forehead so high that he would have almost seemed bald if the hair when it did at last begin had not been exceedingly thick standing in a short red brush round his head with the exception of this peculiar forehead jim was an ordinary freckled healthy young man he saw no sense at all in what caius was doing when he came he sat himself down on the edge of the cliff swung his heels and jeered unfeignedly when the work was finished it became noised that the tablet was to be seen the neighbors wondered not a little and flocked to gaze and admire caius himself had never told of its existence he would have rather no one had seen it still he was not insensible to the local fame thus acquired his father it was true had not much opinion of his feet but his mother as mothers will treasured all the admiring remarks of the neighbors all the women loved caius from that day forth as being wondrously warm-hearted such sort of literary folk as the community could boast dubbed him the canadian burns chiefly it seemed because he had been seen to help his father at the ploughing in due course the wife of the farmer day was tried for murder and pronounced insane she had before been removed to an asylum she now remained there End of chapter four